what I've had to do over the last couple of years is stop comparing myself to others. Uh, it's a really big challenge, especially in the creative community. What I've learned to do is to look not at others, but to look at my past. And that's all that matters to me right now. Am I better than I was yesterday? And, and that way, I'm no longer competing against everyone. I'm just constantly trying to be a better version of myself. So I think that can translate to any endeavor from a freelance or consulting or side hustle basis. And if I'm continually improving on my own process, then I can combat that imposter syndrome. Welcome, welcome to the Micro Influencer Podcast, the show where you'll get real marketing secrets straight from the experts' mouths to help you grow your influence. I'm your host, Blake Emmel. Today, I speak with Cecil Cross, a creative director of brand strategists, and today we're going to take a step back from the technical and the tactical. You're still going to get some of that, but want to get a little bit more theoretical today and talk about imposter syndrome which within entrepreneurship, side hustling, marketing, wherever you are, you can encounter this any possible way. So this is something that might or might not affect you currently or in the future, but I think it's good to understand where you're at and where you're going. And this is a really helpful episode to understand where you fit in with your current project. So Make sure to stick around until the very end to get Cecil's number one piece of life advice from his experience for you. And without further ado, let's just get into learning with Cecil. All right. On the podcast today, I have Cecil Cross, who's going to help us understand the ins and outs of imposter syndrome. We're going to go into this in detail. But before, Cecil, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Beautiful Friday. Yeah. So it's it's almost the weekend. I'm excited. That's right. And and I would love to get just a little bit of context on you before we dive into the topic at hand. So if you wouldn't mind just giving the audience an idea of just a brief history of your career so far, where you got started, how you got to where you are now, and everything in between. Sure. I I'm a graphic designer uh, slash creative director, and I currently work for a software company around the Dallas. Texas area, but I was born in Mississippi, and, and I came up drawing like a lot of uh, a lot of young people, and uh, I've been a designer for about uh, almost 20 years, about uh, between 18 and 19 years at this point, and I've had different roles where I've served as uh, the designer and art director, one for a school district, that was my first major job, and after that, a, uh, a direct mail marketing company. That was right around the time of the recession. And so that became a, a difficult time. And that was around the time where I really started kicking my side hustle up, uh, up in third year because I had to provide for my family. Uh, after that, I, I worked for the Fox affiliate from my hometown. And just a few years ago, I moved out to Dallas and I've uh, been working in different positions as it's increased responsibility. So I've touched a little bit of everything in the graphic design industry from retail to education, government, technology. So that's kind of where I am now. And, and I also run a freelance brand, consulting, brand consultancy and a creative direction firm. 
So I think it's safe to say with all the different areas that you've worked that you've probably dealt with imposter syndrome before. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll definitely get into that. But, but before that, one final context question. Sure. What would you consider to be your professional superpower? Connecting with people. Just connecting with people. Everything that I do, from a creative standpoint, I try to find the human element. There's so many acronyms and businessy terms and, and jargon that can get in the way of that. And I've seen it happen. But once you find that human connection, um, it's easier to tell a story, no matter no matter what the industry is. So I think finding that human connection and treating people accordingly is in my superpower. I love it. All right. Well, let's let's talk about imposter syndrome then. Let's get into it because the, the audience is going to skew more toward people like like me, where just trying to do side hustles because that's what I like to do more mm-hmm. at the beginning than the end of my journey, trying to build things that that mean something to me, but kind of starting from zero. So with that in mind, I think most of us at some point are going to feel imposter syndrome. It's, I think when we think of that, it's often more of like a Silicon Valley kind of term where these big founders of, of big companies have imposter syndrome because they don't think that they're up to that task. But do you think it applies to a much smaller scale when you're like freelancing and things like that? Absolutely. From my perspective, imposter syndrome has, has come up in the form of I, I think I belong here, but for whatever reason, I feel like I don't really belong here. Like I didn't really earn my way into the position that I am today. Maybe I stumbled upon my current level of success. And because of that, did I really do everything I needed to do in order to get here? And for those that are freelancing or working on side hustles or consulting, there's so many talented people out there that may be doing the same thing that I'm doing. You know, who am I among these, among this great sea of people? Am I really worthy of being counted among them? Will people really come to me for my expertise? Who am I? You know, that's, that's sort of been my experience with, with imposter syndrome. You know, who am I among all these other talented people? I'm no one. Maybe I shouldn't even try. So let's, let's dive into conquering that then, because I think yes. that's, that's the whole purpose of what, what you really want to talk about. If you identify with that mentality you just described, how do you take that? What's the first step? Uh, the first step is for me is what I've had to do over the last couple of years is stop comparing myself to others. Uh, it's a really big challenge, especially in the creative community, because mm. there are a lot of talented people out there. There are great, for me, I love brand identity design, and there are some really fantastic uh, designers out there. But what I've learned to do is to look not at others, but to look at my past self. And that's all that matters to me right now. Am I better than I was yesterday? And, and that way, I'm no longer competing against everyone. I'm just constantly trying to be a better version of myself. So I think that can translate to any endeavor from a freelance or consulting or side hustle basis. I think what I have to bring is special. Even if it's been done before, no one has done it quite the way that I'm able to do it. And if I'm continually improving on my own process, then I can combat that imposter syndrome. And I'd also like to point out that I personally, I think it's okay occasionally to feel like an imposter but that doesn't mean you have to succumb to imposter syndrome. 
occasionally like an imposter, then that means you're challenging yourself. Am I doing this the best way I can? Could this be done better? Is there someone else out there that's doing it a little bit better that I can learn from? Not be like, not totally emulate, but maybe I can learn from some of my peers. And uh, that'll help push me to be a better version of myself. Again, not comparing yourself to others, but comparing yourself to past versions of yourself. I, I personally really identify with that thought because I'm super guilty in the past of comparing myself to the success of others, you know, looking at people maybe that I went to high school with or that I knew in college mm-hmm. that are already wealthier than I am and have a nice house and, and everything. And you look at them and you think, why, why can't that be me? Why are they so much better? But then you realize everybody's life is totally different with different circumstances. And who cares? What, right. Like nobody else cares that you're feeling envy. You're the mm-hmm. only one that cares. So like th- there's really no purpose and you could feel a whole lot better in your life. It, like you said, I love that you mentioned comparing yourself to your past self instead of others, because that is a healthy relationship. That's not necessarily to mean put yourself down or think less of yourself. Even if you've gotten worse over time, it's just a reality check. It's motivation. So that stuff can be good to compare in that way. And I I, I like that from from your standpoint, but I'm curious, taking it a step further than if we know, compare against yourself in the past, not against others, but then how how do we take it to the next level? If we're still feeling like I'm really not cut out for this, how do we find motivation that works for us? Like I said before, it's, there's nothing wrong with looking at others and, and, and finding inspiration in what they're doing. So start building a community. I think, you know, Blake, I think you've done a great job of building your own community and your own network here on, or rather on LinkedIn. I've tried to be a little bit more active over the last uh, couple of years. And you sort of get that encouragement. Uh, you'll find other people who may feel the same way that you feel. And that, that encouragement can spur one on to action. And that's one of the main things, to overcome imposter syndrome. Uh, it can be a very paralyzing thing. But once, uh, once you realize that there are others in your shoes or others who have overcome it, it's going to spur you on to do something about it. So if you have an idea, you know, the, the, the circumstances are never going to be perfect. You may have uh, a really stressful job that drains you of mental energy. Uh, you may have a family, you have family obligations. You may have uh, maybe caring for your sick, sick parents or sick loved ones. And that's taking a lot of time, but find a few minutes every day or every week or whatever your circumstances allow and take some sort of action, some step forward to help you do that. Whether it's learning more, whether it's, it's writing something down and making a list of specific goals that you want to achieve to help you get to that. I go to networking events, take some sort of action to help you move past it. Yeah, that, that's huge. I've, I've talked about this with, with several people lately, just the idea that perfection and, and feeling like an imposter, what, all these excuses that you can come up with to stop you from starting something. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, ultimately, if you can just start, no matter how imperfect, no matter how bad you are, like if you're a YouTube creator, for example, and you're trying to start this YouTube channel and you're really bad at your videos up front, that's kind of expected and it's okay. Yeah. You, sh- you should just be posting, right? That's, that's more important than having Casey Neistat's videos that, that are super highly produced and get millions of views. 
because if you if if you were sprung if that success was sprung on you right now and you posted your first video and got millions of views you wouldn't know how to handle that it wouldn't mean anything to you so there's there is a method to the madness of life where things don't come easily for a reason and if you can start and stay consistently growing then you can have success over time and it'll actually mean something to you yeah that's right uh you know even Martin Scorsese has done a master class, and in a portion of his class, he mentioned that if you if you don't feel physically ill after your you know first attempt at a film or directing or writing, then maybe you're doing it wrong. You don't have to wait and and practice on this stuff uh, in secret. Let me go into my inner chamber and write the perfect script, or produce the perfect design, or get the perfect business plan, or the perfect video. Just do it, and you'll. It's it's literal on the job, real world training. You're learning in real life, IRL, kids say, and and that'll help. You know, and you'll you'll be surprised that a community will rally around you. Uh, I love a good underdog story. You know, Rocky, uh, Captain America. I'm just a kid from Queens. Michael Scott. You know, he wants to be a great boss. Uh, people like an underdog story, and they just you know George Costanza. You know, they, we all just want to grow and see each other. Uh, do better. Uh, people who have achieved their success and they're living their best life, it looks like that right now. But we didn't see when they were in the garage building a computer. You know, we didn't see when when they were going through the tough times. It just seems to us that it that it's an overnight success. But it took it takes everyone months, weeks, years of, of trial and error and experiences and, and failing and starting over to really hit that that pinnacle of success that we're all striving. And one thing that's always been interesting to me that I've tried to ask myself in situations where I feel like, man, this, this sucks. I wish that it was totally different. Why does this have to be me? And in situations like that, this applies even to the imposter syndrome. If I'm feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. I like mm-hmm. to ask myself, what is the opposite of this situation? And then once I've identified that, like I can reverse engineer a little bit the path from where I'm at, where I am to where I need to be going. So I'm curious what do you think the opposite scenario of imposter syndrome is? Okay, to me, and it came to me like an epiphany from the standpoint of imposter syndrome is, from what I've seen, sort of a hot topic right now. Uh, it, it's been around for a long time, but people are starting to come to terms with its existence. But also branding is. And to me, imposter syndrome is the anti-brand. And so... When a person is trying to build up their brand, their personal brand or their company's brand, they're constantly doing things to reinforce what their brand promise is. And so they, they take positive action to enhance the brand. They put, put it out there. They network. They produce content. They continually tell the same story. But imposter syndrome is the, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's feeling like I don't have a good enough personal brand. So Everything I do is kind of self-deprecating, and uh, I don't produce content, and I don't go to networking events, and I don't, you know, price my services where they should be. And so when I started looking at it like that, I saw the path as, as clear as day that imposter syndrome will have me either standing still or moving backwards, uh, looking at myself and my personal brand as a as a brand as a company. And a, and a brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room, not, you know, what I say about myself personally. But seeing that line from now where I am 
to an established brand means I'm going to take steps forward. I'm going to do more. I'm going to price my services accordingly. I'm going to go to these networking events. I'm going to break out of my, my shell and talk to people more. I'm going to engage in other people's content. I'm going to take care of people and not put other people down. All that stuff is going to enhance your brand rather than sink you further into this imposter syndrome. That's that's super enlightening, actually, because the thought that just popped into my mind, you, you mentioned having a brand is like when you're not in the room, that's what people say about you. And it's almost <laughs> like imposter syndrome is when you're in the room, it's what you say about yourself. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it's like and write that maybe, down. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's it's recorded. It's it's oh, here forever. It's please. on the Internet. <laughs> but it, that it's almost opposite in that in that way as well. So it, it works both ways because imposter syndrome it's all these things that you're making up about yourself to self-deprecate like you said but things that aren't actually motivationally beneficial but then Mm -hmm. once you get past that take positive action get to a place where you feel like you have a brand then people say things while you're not in the room positive things hopefully but that's that's just an interesting correlation and i'm I'm curious it kind of a tough question i don't don't know if there is a right answer if if you're going to have examples here but what kind of questions should we be asking ourselves to make sure that once we're past imposter syndrome and we feel like we're in a good place, that mm-hmm. we never forget to keep challenging ourselves? Like, what can we ask ourselves to keep that motivation? That's a really good question. <clears throat> you know, maybe a question that, that you could ask yourself is, is there anything positive about my current situation that, I, that wasn't the case? you know, the last time I asked this question, right? So if, if you start making those positive steps, you know, did I did I get a job that, you know, accepted my new pricing structure? And if so, that's great. I'm on the right track. Did I go to any networking events and make any good connections recently? And if so, that's a step in the right direction. For a while, it may even seem like you're not making any progress because some things do take time. They're not going to happen overnight. Yeah. But Asking yourself, am I better off today than I was yesterday? That's the whole point, to, to, to move past this hole that I'm in right now, not feeling worthy. I may still not feel completely worthy tomorrow, but do I feel more worthy tomorrow than I did today? So yeah. am I better off today than I was yesterday, no matter what the circumstances? It's, I don't know yeah, if that properly answers the question. I don't know if that's the no, right yeah. or wrong answer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting to ask ourselves questions like that. And I, th- that's helpful to me, at least, to just take a step back. It's, it's almost like a, a gratitude exercise once you get to that mm-hmm. point. Like you're asking these questions to spark a sense of gratitude with what you have. But then also, there's the other side of it. Like, what's a question that you could ask that would help push you towards doing more? Well, that's the question. What more can I do? That's, that's really it. You know, what more can I do? Uh, can, I, can I go to more conferences? Is there more that I can learn about this current, about this current endeavor? If, if, again, I go back to my own experience. I'm a designer at heart. I've been drawing since the age of five, but I'm a lifelong learner. And so I look at others' work. Oh, I really like how this person did this. I want to be better. Can I learn how to do that? Can I take some time to learn how to do that? What more can I do? Can I go to a creative conference this year and be inspired by others? Can I mentor someone else? 
and help them along in their journey. And, and helping someone else, you know, we usually help ourselves. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the way away from imposter syndrome isn't always just focusing on yourself. Sometimes it's focusing on others and helping others. Because no matter how, quote unquote, far behind we think we are, there's someone else who probably feels like they're far behind you and you don't even know it. So maybe help someone else or mentor someone and, uh, and that'll help you with your own journey. And that's, that's another reason why it's so important that we try not to compare to ourselves to others too much because there might be somebody that is comparing themselves to you that you don't even know. They hold you up on a pedestal. You had no clue. If we're too stuck in that comparison mindset, we might not even see it. Yeah. So that, that, that will open us up to mentoring people, which like I've always been a huge believer as well, that the best way to learn good behavior is to serve and help other people. I, yeah. I see it time and time again. The, I find that at the times when I make a conscious effort to try to be kinder, to try to do more things out of my comfort zone, things that are not really beneficial to me, but beneficial to others are the times where I feel like I'm the best for myself. And then the times where I'm focusing on myself, even though if if I'm doing great work, usually don't even feel like I'm accomplishing that much. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're focusing on other people. People first is sort of the way I handle it. Even when, trying to build an online community. Uh, and I'm not really big into social media. I'm basically only on LinkedIn, um, not really on Instagram or, or Facebook. Uh, I, I just, I don't have the time. I, I do have other responsibilities. But with my LinkedIn community, when I connect with people, it's not because I want something out of it. And I, I think you're the same way. You connect with people that you sort of resonate with, who have either similar stories or similar goals. And it's, it's Hey man, I, I like what you're doing. Would you mind if we connect? No strings attached. I'm not here to pitch. I just, I really like what you're doing. And it's an encouragement to me. Would you mind if we connect? You know, that sincerity and that uh, genuine interest in people, is, it's going to help us all dig ourselves out of this imposter syndrome. And, and honestly, sometimes there are external factors that contribute to it. You know, many people who, who have a side hustle or are consultants or freelancers, Maybe that they're not 100% engaged in their, you know, current employment situation, and that could be because maybe they're looked down upon by their peers who have maybe a certain pedigree, and they feel like this is the true measurement of success. You have to have X, Y, Z degree and, and uh, Six Sigma or, or whatever. I'm not really yeah, familiar, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Totally value education. But I think to look down upon others because they haven't had the same opportunities as you uh, is a real, is a real distractor. So when people are stepping out of this, that scenario and they're pursuing this dream or their passion to consult or to side hustle, whatever that endeavor is, surround yourself with people who are going to have your back, who also have that same sort of underdog mentality. So we can all come up together. Well, I love it. And I learned a lot from this. Before I let you go, I want to ask one more general question of you. If I compiled a group of side hustlers and young entrepreneurs and people just starting out, like I mentioned, that sat them all down and you just went up to the front to give them one piece of advice, what would that be? Mm. Well, I'd probably say keep your hair. I've lost all of mine. But uh, (laughs) other than that, um, 
don't stop and be better than you were yesterday. That's it. I love it. It's super simple. And I think we can all apply that. So if you take anything from this episode, just ask yourself the question, am I better today than I was yesterday? And will I be better tomorrow? If you do that, I think we'll, we'll all be all right. Well, Cecil, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I want to give you a chance really quickly just to talk about what you're working on right now and also where people can find you on social. Sounds like LinkedIn's the best place, but I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much again for having me on. I really enjoy uh, speaking with you about this subject. I'm very passionate about it and just helping other people. Uh, me personally, again, like I said, I'm a designer and art director. Uh, my work is at CecilCroft.com. I do, uh, I help businesses connect to their audiences through design. Uh, it's pretty simple. And uh, so you can find me there, drop me a note, or just find me on LinkedIn, Cecil Cross. All right. Follow him. He's, he's awesome. He's, you're, you're very generous with your time. I appreciate you coming on. Again, CecilCross.com. Go visit that if you need any help with brand strategy and design. Cecil, I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Micro Influencer Podcast. The show has received so much positive feedback and I've had so many great guests come on that the show is officially moving to three episodes per week. Two of the episodes will be the guest interviews you've come to love, featuring pros who have tested out what you're doing now and can save you years of your time with their advice. The third episode each week will be a much shorter snippet of my learnings and advice for the week. Please support the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review, or sharing an episode with a friend or colleague. And if you have any questions or just want to see what this thing is that I'm building, visit microinfluential.com. You can even listen to the website. That's microinfluential.com. Have a fantastic day.